Adrian, wait! If Martin hadn't fisted a hand in his jacket, Adrian wouldn't have stopped. His palms were already sweating, his stomach in knots, and momentum was about the only thing keeping his shaking legs moving. Are you sure about this? Martin whispered breathlessly, his eyes flitting nervously between Adrian's face and his destination. No, I'm not sure about this. The words would have come out snippy, so Adrian took a breath and swallowed before opening his mouth. What choice do we have? We're in the middle of nowhere. Neither one of us can get signal enough to call someone, let alone Google the number of the closest tow company. Martin's cherubic features squinched in concern, and Adrian's gut twisted again as he followed Martin's nervous gaze. Despite the flashing blue and red open sign in the window, the building did not seem at all welcoming. The log cabin-esque exterior might have been charming, with its long farm porch just begging for rocking chairs, if not for the Harleys and beat-up pickup trucks with gun racks parked in the gravel lot. From the relative safety of the tree line, Adrian squinted through the haze of grime on the windows again, but what little he could make out didn't exactly inspire confidence. Very large shapes huddled around pool tables and along a dark wood bar in the dimly lit interior. He could just make out the blue-black outlines of dozens of tattoos on thick, bare arms and lots of black clothing bearing the unmistakable sheen of leather. Swallowing against another rush of queasiness, he looked down at what he and Martin were wearing and cringed. He had a feeling his beige sneakers, pressed khaki slacks, sky-blue polo, and beige windbreaker were going to go over like a lead balloon. But at least his outfit was better than the orange skinny jeans, white boat shoes, and tight orange and pink plaid short-sleeve button-down Martin had on under his white nylon jacket. In this neck of the woods, Martin might as well have a flashing neon sign above his head. Homosexual here! For beatings, line up to the left! Under normal circumstances, Adrian actually admired Martin's flair for style so much so that he'd let Martin revamp his own doll and dated wardrobe over the 11 months they'd been together. But at that particular moment, Martin's flair was more likely to get them sent to the hospital. Shivering in the fading light, he removed Martin's hand from his sleeve and clasped it between his own. Martin, sweetie, why don't you wait out here? Martin's delicate auburn eyebrows lifted. Are you sure? I mean, of course, if you think that's best. Part of Adrian was relieved Martin wasn't going to argue with him, but he couldn't help feeling a little disgruntled that his boyfriend hadn't put up more of a fight. After all, he was suggesting going into possibly hostile territory all by himself. With a sigh, he shook it off and managed a reassuring smile as he squeezed Martin's hand and let go. It made sense for Adrian to be the one to go in. Martin was barely five foot three, and his slender build made Adrian, at a whopping five eight, the more butch of the two of them not even taking into account the wardrobe issues. If they went in together, they'd draw more attention than Adrian by himself. He was fairly good at being invisible, if his prior experience with bars was anything to go on. And honestly, if there was trouble inside, it wasn't as if either of them would be rescuing the other. They'd probably both get pummeled. At least if Martin stayed outside, he could run for help if Adrian was being beaten to a pulp. Someone could tell his parents where his shallow grave might be located. In a last-ditch effort, Adrian fished his phone out of his pocket and lifted it above his head, praying for even one tiny little bar. His hopes and his stomach had just fallen in resignation when a notification popped up with a detected Wi-Fi network. The bar had Wi-Fi. Holding his breath, Adrian tapped on the screen, but the network was locked. Shit! What? 
Martin gripped his arm again and pressed close to look at the screen. They have Wi-Fi, but I need the password, he groaned. I still have to go in. Oh. There was no help for it. The mountain air was getting colder, and cowering in the shadows at the edge of the gravel parking area wasn't going to get them any closer to a tow truck or home. In the hour it had taken them to walk from Adrian's lifeless car to this bar, they'd seen only one vehicle on the isolated mountain road where they broke down, and it hadn't even slowed for their frantic waving. The sun was beginning to dip behind the mountain peaks, so this was their only option, unless they wanted to huddle in his car overnight and hope someone came by in the morning. Taking a steadying breath, Adrian squared his shoulders and plucked Martin's hand from his arm again. Be back in a couple minutes. I hope... His sneakers might not be biker boots, but they made a satisfying crunch as he strode across the gravel lot and stepped up to the covered porch. 